When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 261 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Corey Ann. Thank you, Corey. Thank Thank you, you. Today we will be discussing part three of chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Lord Voldemort's request. I promise this is the last part. (laughs) So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to plea your way through the details. That's right. I looked up synonyms. Oh my God. (laughs) Before we begin, it looks like we have a couple of weekly profit news is that will take your money. Yep. Is that all one link? Yeah, I don't know why it did. No, it's two links. No, it's two links. But I don't know why it did that. No, yeah, it's like... It's like like the the whole title or something. (laughs) At the end of it, it says one day ago. One hour ago. Anyway. (laughs) So my favorite website for Legos called BrickFanatics.com has a little sneak peek on 2023's Lego Harry Potter sets, which I thought was really exciting because one of them Mm. is slated to be Mm. um the second task at the triwizard tournament which is kind of cool oh my god shark head crumb yeah i kind of need that in my life so it also looks like they're gonna have different house banner sets as well which is kind of cool and another room of requirement set and then there is like a bunch of just like tbd sets like we really don't know what they are but it looks like there's six or another seven other sets that we're unaware of um so that's kind of cool and one of them is one of those little like uh promo things that like you get if you spend so much at the lego store or whatever uh because it's like a little 55 piece count bag it's like one of those little do you know what i'm talking about yeah. you like have them it's a they sell them target it's just like those little plastic bags where it's like one little thing of legos anyway yeah. um it's it's the toys that you get your kid when you don't actually buy them something. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so yeah there's gonna be a ton of sets but two confirmed ones well one two three four Six confirmed ones are four different house banners, the room of another room of requirement, and then the black lake. So that's kind of cool. Room of requirement. Very cool. Um, And then some other news is Pottery Barn released another collection. I know that they've like, they've released a couple, but there's like some more Halloween y stuff in this one. Oh, just be be dark. They have a. Night sky projector that is like the Hogwarts castle that you can like put on your bedside table. That one is pretty cool. Um, they also have a dark mark table lamp. I'm not really sure about that one because like 
the dark mark has some connotations that are questionable, but you know. But it turns on the light, so that's showing the Death Eaters the way to the right. light. Yeah, sure. There's a he who must not be named pillow, a dark mark glow in the dark pillow, a Nagini candelabra, which is pretty cool. That thing is <laughs> so sweet. Um, and there's like a ton more, but it's all like Nagini slash dark arts themed stuff. Um, that is very. I neat. love the drapes. I was just gonna yeah, say, yeah, it's like I the like, Hogwarts castle drapes. I'm pretty sure I need those. <laughs> it's an yeah. actual need. They also There's have no a whole new bed set that's like herbology, which is kind of cool. Like sheets, duvet, pillows, all that jazz. A duvet. A duvet. Oh, and they have a wireless speaker that is the Deathly Hollows, and I thought that is really cool. That's neat. I want the keys. I want the keys. Yeah. <gasps> Marauders Matt Bass. Why is their stuff so expensive? It's so expensive. <sighs> it's a like lamp. I know. Outrageous. Just, I don't know. I get I, just $250 for a lamp Dude. just like blows my noggin. <sighs> I usually just go to Target and spend like $20. So that just, Correct. yeah, blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like a um, really yeah. nice standing one with shelves, maybe 30 but otherwise, <laughs> I can maybe lamp? justify fifty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I really liked that wireless speaker. I think that that actually was one of my favorite things because it was the Deathly Hollow symbol, and that Quidditch hoop jewelry holder is pretty cute too. Yeah, again, I liked the speaker because I just like envisioned like you know swish and flick playing out of the speaker. How cool would that be? Did you envision that? Sounds like something great for the cons. I know that's kind of what I was thinking. Oh, I was like, you know, oh, right, right, oh. right. I really want those. I'm surprised that, at how relatively cheap, air quotes, the uh, winged key string lights are. They're only seventy. Oh, <laughs> only <laughs> stringed that's what I'm lights. Saying. Stringed lights. You know those things I you can get that. at Target in a tiny box that are like three ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Oh man. Anyway, um, go give your money to Pottery Barn and read your rooms. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got for uh weekly profit. But as always, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, our live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, we are accepting Potter stories, or if you just want to send us any fun things, questions, or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good job. Hold on. Thank Hold on. you. I don't have anything planned today. Go classic. That one hurt my throat last time. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the hat down there. Oh, the hat caught us trouble. Well, Discord, give me a theme for recap. Quick, come on. Get your fingers on. <laughs> let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Halloween. 
How would I do that? Recap. It has been done. There's your recap. May took it today. That was awesome. Thanks, I tried. That was super good. Okay. Another memory from good old Lord V. He charms up Hepzibah Smith. I don't I like just, it. <laughs> I hate it. Until he gets what he wants. That would be a Slytherin's locket and Hufflepuff's cup. He kills for it. Cool, dude. Not really. And once again, he frames someone to take the fall. Poor Hokey the house elf had her memory rewritten. Is this where Lockhart got his ideas? And admitted Aww. to poisoning her mistress, even though that did not happen. Didn't happen. What and now we're going to go on to like, another one. I just, she loved her, like I would, th- I think. And like, what does that do to her if she like knows? Or does, I don't know, does it take away her feelings for her? Like what happens in your mind with that? Because you acknowledge no. that you did it because he rewrote her memory. She confessed. She knows she did it. But I'm in sure her she heart, very confused. She, she loves her. So it, it's just like, yeah, I'd be like, why extra dump on that? But seriously, sad. Like, you'd just be sitting there like, why did I, why did I do that? Yeah. They had tweets. It's messed up. Sorry. Lord V, you dumb. Mm-hmm. Lord V. Megan's turn. All right, the summary. We're going to discuss some Voldy timeline, and we jump 10 years to a convo with Tommy Boy and Albus. And in what freaking world was Dumbledore going to let Tom teach? Never, my dude. But Voldy <laughs> keeps trying, and he tries to keep the upper hand in the convo, but that doesn't really work out. Does he... <laughs> Does he get the job? I don't know. Find out. Negative. I've never read this book before. Never, my mm. dude. <laughs> like I said, A for effort. All right. A for Albus. <laughs> A for Albus. That was good. <laughs> All right. So Dumbledore wants to... Um, kind of bring to light and make special attention to certain parts of the Hokey and Hepzibah memory. So he's like, number one, look at him. He's got that sissy stringy horkers thing. No, that's not what happened. Where's Katie? Oh my God. No, I did. It just took half a second to sink in. (laughs) No, no, wait. He's got a point. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Reason number two. Look what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Oh. Back to actual. Boom, baby. uh, Number one. Voldemort committed another murder. Was it the first one since the Riddle Murders? Maybe. And Dumbledore thinks yes. Number two, he killed for gain this time. Voldy with the gains. With gains. Because he wanted those two trophies. Similarly to when he had robbed the children at the orphanage, as well as taking Morphin's ring. And so Harry's like, this whole thing seems really like mad 
meaning like crazy. Why would Voldemort or Tom Riddle rather risk everything with such like highly publicized murders? But Dumbledore's like, eh, it might be mad to you, but it meant everything to him, essentially. And I have questions about timing after this. So I'm going to go and read this and then we'll talk about it in a second. So, quote, I hope you will understand in due course exactly what those objects meant to him, Harry, but you must admit that it is not difficult to imagine that he saw the locket at least as rightfully his. The locket, maybe, said Harry, but why take the cup as well? It had belonged to another of Hogwarts' founders, said Dumbledore. I think he still felt a great pull toward the school and that he could not resist an object so steeped in Hogwarts history. There were other reasons, I think. I hope to be able to demonstrate them to you in due course. And this is all about knowing the motives, knowing the why behind the action to figure out the rest of like the Horcrux puzzle, essentially. And so there's one more memory to show Harry before that they really, 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 really need the Slughorn memory. And this is 10 years after Hokey's memory and the murder of Hepzibah Smith. And in between, they can only guess what Voldemort was up to. So. I was like, okay, yes. I did. Um, I didn't read your notes, so I didn't know that you talked about this, but I found oh. a good article, too. So I can pull mine up and we can, like, talk oh, together yeah. about Are it. Are you talking about the time in between? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to know... What's the hats? What are the cool jams in between the, the 10 years, you know, between those murders and then asking so for a job? And we're talking so, about after Hepzibah, right? Between correct. Hepzibah and him talking to Dumbledore. To Dumbledore. Okay. So they're saying, uh, the, the lexicon is saying 1967 is around the approximate date or like year that he goes and asks for a teaching job from Dumbledore. And so the lexicon says the death of Smith happened 10 years before Tom Riddle. Now as Lord Voldemort came back to Hogwarts supposedly to ask Dumbledore for a teaching post because Dumbledore became headmaster sometime after 1965 and before 1970 replaced the murders at approximately 1956. The actual date could be a year or two later than that but not before. So I want to talk about what we think he was doing in that 10 years in the in-between time. So he has murdered Hepzibah. He has the cup and the locket. And so my thought was that at some point, he obviously has to come up with hiding location for the locket. So I think that he was up to many a murder and f- essentially filling the lake. <sighs> mm. Those is... are actual people that are in theory in the lake. So each one of those right. people is a murder. And it's a murder that we have to assume is done by Lord Voldemort himself and placed there by Lord Voldemort himself because the only other person that knew of the lake was Regulus and then later Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. 
nobody else was doing his bidding and to put them in there. Granted, did he take people that Death Eaters may have murdered around him and use those? I don't know. But it's safe to assume that he was the one transporting however that method would be, whether it is I'm going to hold your lifeless hand and take you by apparition or taking them to perhaps the rock and killing them there. I don't know. But he doesn't like the dead. So sometimes I wonder if he was taking people with him and murdering them right there. I'm sorry, that's got real dark. Murdering them <laughs> right there at the rock because he death frightens him and he wouldn't want to be hanging around with somebody's corpse before he reanimated it into an inferi. I'm sorry. That was gross. So totally. During, <laughs> during these 10 years as well, he is like transforming himself as well, Correct. which would make sense with possibly the transformations could go hand in hand with murders. I would yes. think I would think that him making himself barely recognizable like Yes, obviously, there is probably, like, transfiguration he can do on himself, but how much of that is actually permanent? And I think that doing something extreme would cause potential permanent change. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I do think that a lot of the magic that he was doing was stuff he created, um, because Dumbledore does talk. Well, in the conversation, like, I'll get to it. Like, they're talking about, like, the things that he's been doing and, like, all mm -hmm. this magic that he's created or whatever. Um, I think is magic that hasn't ever been really seen before, mm -hmm. except maybe with Grindelwald. But, like... Yeah. Um... It does say that during those ten years, he travels. So, like, I think mm -hmm. that that partially also plays into the whole idea of him finding people to fill the lake with because mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to stay in one spot and do that you want to like you're gonna get caught yeah so like if you travel everywhere and spread it out it i think is not as traceable right um, and i also think that maybe a lot of the people that are in the lake are probably muggles mm -hmm. um because the wizarding world wouldn't really want to like really like care to follow yeah. that if you will i mean you we, we know well go ahead do you think hepzibah is in the lake no no you don't think he no, like because... went back for her body no no and i don't know why i don't think no i think she was too well known mm. yeah that makes sense um, cause she was obvious she was rich and she had those objects and that was obviously like people knew about that murder. It's not like some random, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I also had a thought, um, about his facial transformation. Um, he is said to look exactly like his father. Mm -hmm. So oh, I wonder if that ha also that. has something to do with wanting to make his looks change. 
I never thought about him doing it on purpose. I always, <clears throat> which like now I am thinking about that, but I always assumed it was because he's doing all this dark magic and like that damages your soul. Him. And he literally was ripping his soul. It. Yeah. yeah. I think it's but, a combination of both. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't like that, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I never thought about that, though, but like he totally wouldn't want to have any sort of connection to his father. He He hates that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just another thing that like he and Harry have in common as well, which is wild. Mm, yeah. True. Also in this time frame, Morphin dies in Azkaban. That is something that happens within those ten years. And he um acquires the diadem. Right. So he's what is that? An Albania in a yeah, tree in Albania. Says- and she tells it says on so I'm on the lexicon. I have like a Voldemort timeline off of the HP lexicon. It says Tom Riddle had wheedled the location of the Horcrux from the Grey Lady while a student at Hogwarts, and at some point after leaving school, he traveled to Albania, retrieved the diadem, and used the murder of an Albanian peasant to turn the diadem into a Horcrux. Ten years after the death of Hepzibah Smith. He returns to Hogwarts, asking Dumbledore for a teaching job, and when Dumbledore refuses, Voldemort then curses... Oh, that was a big lightning strike. Um, Voldemort then curses the Defense Against the Dark Arts position and hides the diadem in the Room of Requirement that same day. Right. When does he find out from the Grey Lady? When he's in It school? says while he's a student. Um, yeah. Let me see if okay. there's more detail on that further up here uh it says he schmoozed her oh i found it okay oh for sure it's from deathly hollows chapter 31 um 1944 tom riddle using his considerable charisma and charm convinces the ghost of ravenclaw house selena ravenclaw to reveal the secret hiding place of her mother's long lost diadem years later she would confess to harry that he seemed to understand her anguish and remorse um, it's impossible to decipher with certainty, but from chapter 31, it says Riddle had traveled to that far flung forest and retrieved the diadem from its hiding place, perhaps as soon as he left Hogwarts before he even started work at Borgen and Burks. But the diadem, once it became his precious Horcrux, had not been left in that lowly tree. No, the diadem had been returned secretly to its true home and Voldemort must have put it there the night he asked for a job. He hid the diadem in the castle the night he asked Dumbledore to let him teach. He must have hidden the diadem on his way up to or down from Dumbledore's office. It says, if this is true, then Riddle charmed the Grey Lady at some point during his time at Hogwarts, but after he learned about Horcruxes. Therefore, between the summer of 1942 and the summer of 1945. He likely didn't turn the diadem into a horcrux until decades later, shortly before visiting Hogwarts on the pretense of asking for a teaching position and hiding it in the room of requirement, which wouldn't have happened until the late 1960s. I bet Mm. he hid his soul in these items specifically because, one, they're powerful items, apparently, and we don't always know what they do, but, and also, as we talked about, maybe the beginning of this chapter he like hogwarts is such a source of like magical power to him i mean it is but also to him like it's just it's so rich in like magical history i bet he was just like these have to be my items because he probably thought that it would just like strengthen him more well hogwarts was so important to him yeah and Mm -hmm. i think the fact that he could even 
he could even think that his soul could be hidden in items with such deep history to the school. I think that that meant a lot to him. If if Voldemort were to have feelings, it would be about this. Maybe. Yeah. And I guess the author said that the the peasant was used as the death for the diadem. Yeah. An Albanian peasant. I really hope that we don't lose power because it looks nasty out there. I just had I to open a thunderstorm. up. I had to open up Iggy's little safety cabinet so he wouldn't bang the door. <laughs> he goes in the <laughs> bathroom cabinet when it storms, but he just like flings his paw at it, so it's like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> but Meg's mom put like a little towel in there and like made it a little cozy spot. So sweet. Anyway, Harry Potter. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have about the timeline. It was just I was just going to talk about speculating too. So I love it gross i feel dirty for even have said any of that but it is what it is i thought about unfortunately, that unfortunately i was going to pick up alana today i was like oh that's what he was probably doing yeah unfortunately that makes sense sucks well lots of peeps yes okay so the last memory that dumbledore has goes into the pensieve and harry asks who this belongs to and we find out that it is dumbledore's Quote, and Harry dived after Dumbledore through the shifting silver mass, landing in the very office he had just left. There was Fox slumbering happily on his perch, and there behind the desk was Dumbledore, who looked very similar to the Dumbledore standing beside Harry, though both hands were whole and undamaged, and his face was perhaps a little less lined. The one difference between the present-day office and this one was that it was snowing in the past, Bluish flecks were drifting past the window in the dark and building up on the outside ledge. And literally, all I could think of when I read this was that Harry doing some like elaborate dive into the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> what trick would he have done? I just right. keep thinking of like the Olympics. The Olympics, yeah, like, yes. All those like frozen literally. stills. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh my Literally god. Literally what I was thinking. He jumps uh, off the board and it's like a dick 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 Very smooth <laughs> And the younger Dumbledore appeared to be waiting for something or someone. And just then there is a knock at the door. And Harry actually like gasps when he sees Tom Riddle enter the room. And he had indeed changed over the years. He um wasn't quite like Harry saw him when he came out of the cauldron in the graveyard and I said what not a baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but he had changed nonetheless (laughs) quote they meaning his features were not as snake like the eyes were not yet scarlet the face not yet mask like and yet he was no longer handsome Tom Riddle it was as though his features had been burned and blurred they were waxy and oddly distorted and the whites of the eyes now had a permanent bloody look though the pupils were not yet the slits that harry knew they would become he was wearing a long black cloak and his face was as pale as the snow glistening on his shoulders Hmm. tom you took you took it too far (sighs) man you took it too far i always forget that he has red eyes because the movie me too. Does I he know. still have a nose at this point? Don't they give 
<laughs> I think so. Don't they give Mrs. Norris? She's got like red orange eyes. eyes. Yeah, they're like red orange. Yeah, and they're supposed to be yellow. Yeah, of course. Why? Why are we doing this? Why do we make know. these changes? Why did they make Ravenclaw House blue and silver? Because <laughs> people like silver. Why did they hire a kid who was allergic to um, contacts so Harry, the most important character, couldn't have freaking green eyes? Can't we change that at this point? I thought we were better than this in 2001. <laughs> if they I think go- it was still really expensive to like CGI all those frames. Yeah, but they did it for Lord V. Yeah, but he's in a lot less of the movie than yeah, Harry. <laughs> Do it for the chosen one. Come on. <laughs> Harry's in like every uh, scene. Sometimes I think about how much it must have cost them to CGI the blood off of Hermione's hands in the trailer for Deathly Hollows. That seriously had to have cost a fortune. Why? Like why did you use that scene? <laughs> there there were many other one. scenes you could have used. <laughs> I know. If you kept the blood, I could understand using the scene, but getting rid right. of it and then just her with her hands up. Which is very Anywho. weird. What was I at? <laughs> oh, okay. So Dumbledore shows no signs of surprise at Tommy Boy being there. Apparently, this is an appointment that was made, and he offers Tom a seat, and everything seems very cordial. Tom's like, oh, I heard that you were appointed headmaster. And I think that's a worthy choice. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, bro. Watch me tell you no. (laughs) I'm glad you approve, said Dumbledore, smiling. May I offer you a drink? That would be welcome, said Voldemort. I have come a long way. From where? Albania. (laughs) Hiding that diadem or getting that diadem from a tree. (laughs) Dumbledore stood and swept over to the cabinet where he now kept the pensieve, but then was full of bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Having handed Voldemort a glo- goblet of wine. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Shout out! Shout out to Goblet of Wine! And poured one for himself. He returned to the seat behind the desk. So, Tom, to what do I owe the pleasure? Voldemort did not answer at once, but merely sipped his wine. And I just thought to myself, he's saying Tom a lot, like he knows it's going to irritate him. I freaking love that. That's mm-hmm. my favorite thing probably about Dumbledore, that he just only <laughs> refers to him as Tom to his face and, all the time. And Harry even does it in the last He does. Battle. Come on, Tom. He does. He, and he goes, you dare? And Harry's like, yeah, I dare. <laughs> it's awesome. What kind of wine are they drinking? A good cab. Probably a red, yeah. <laughs> a cab? Yeah. yeah. A Cabernet cab. Sauvignon. Yeah. <laughs> Pinot Noir. Ooh, I like that. Some sort of dark red blend. Sure. Does it match Voldemort's eyes? Oh, that's cute. Mm. <laughs> I've not oh, had wine cute. yet. <laughs> I've not had wine yet. Really? Well, we should yeah. all pour a glass in honor of this conversation. My first drink was a a G and T. Nice. And then I've only ever had you had a pumpkin ale, Oktoberfest, and pumpkin ale since. Yeah. Oh, pumpkin ale. <laughs> My favorite Tis time the of season. Year. My favorite time of Tis year. the dang season. I thought you were gonna like say the reals words. No. No. All right. So. 
Voldy says, they do not call me Tom anymore. And that just makes <laughs> Dumble smile pleasantly. And he says, I know what you are known as, but to me, I'm afraid you will always be Tom Riddle. It is one of the irritating things about old teachers. I'm afraid that they never quite forget their. What is that word? Charges are there. I think I was supposed to say students. Hmm. Anyway, youthful beginnings. Sorry, I typed a weird word. I don't know what I was no, trying to say. No, maybe, maybe that's... Is that accurate? I don't know. Anyway, Dumbledore then, like, raises his glass to almost toast to Tom, and he is just expressionless. Just doesn't want to play into it. Um. Oh, charges is correct. Okay, I mean, I thought that I typed it out from the book, but that mm-hmm. sounded weird to me. So thank you, Discord, for clarifying. Sometimes um, reading Dumbledore is hard, kind of like Ollivander. Just because he speaks like so impossible. eloquently. Yeah, yeah, like they just say things in a way that is like very highly intelligent. Yeah. But I'm just like, well, can you like, I'm not saying none of us are smart, but can you tone it down because you're making my tongue feel weird and I can't speak these words. Thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the mood kind of like shifts a little bit in the room here because Voldemort is refusing to use his name. Uh, so this is also like kind of not cool though. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah, that's. I that, thought of this also yeah. while I was it's reading It's interesting it. because, like, in this exact example, we're talking about someone turning into a villain. But this Correct. is literally a direct correlation to, like, dead mm-hmm. naming. Dead name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so not cool. So, yeah. The it's only just way- interesting looking back on this now to, like, see some of her views leak out without you even realizing it. exactly yeah well and you don't think anything of it like when i'm reading this as a kid i'm thinking yeah that's a power play right correct right although the situation is vastly different from somebody just becoming who they are mm-hmm. um and just being who they are um and we know that he definitely does this on purpose to get a rise out of him. But yeah. it's not just Dumbledore being like, I knew you were in, when you were a kid, so you're always going to be this to me. Like, please don't do that to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, I never would have thought about this if we didn't know her viewpoints now. And it's like, hmm, was this done on purpose? Maybe. Right. Maybe. How I, like, I, maybe it was, I totally agree with you. I will say in this instance, and if I'm wrong, please tell me, I think it's okay because he's using this name to try and instill fear. Fear. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's, it's, it's a different, it's, it's just different. an yeah. interesting correlation. It is, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's in, in real time life, not cool at all. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah it's just interesting Mm -hmm. um so 
this is definitely being used as a power play and Voldemort or Dumbledore is trying to stop Voldemort from being able to like dictate the terms of the meeting. Like I also this is <laughs> Dumbledore's way of keeping control. Um because he I think at this point he does know what Tom is capable of. And I'm not going to say that it scares him, but it's worrisome. So it's a little concerning. Yeah. Like this whole situation is like Dumbledore knows what Voldemort can do and is trying to keep control of the situation by basically just not giving in to his demands. So he knows the effect that doing this would have on Voldemort. I literally can't stop thinking about this as dead naming though. Like literally, I literally didn't think about it until I started talking. So like none of my notes are like anti this and I'm like anti this now. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So we're all learning and growing. It's a different situation though. I know. But then I'm just like, so but is it? You didn't catch it. I don't blame you for not catching it. I know, but, but it's like all I can think about exactly now. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Um, so Voldemort tries to turn the conversation again in his favor and turns it to focus on Dumbledore instead of himself. Yes. I'm sorry. I just had this thought. Yeah. As the story progresses in a way, not even then, like even back. Hold on. I'm getting my thoughts together. Okay. It's actually more appropriate. This is dead naming. It actually is more appropriate for Dumbledore to save Voldemort because now Voldemort has become such a feared name. People won't say it. And that's where his power play is. Mm. So Dumbledore be, calling him. Way to think about I'm going to say the name that, you know, you, you, you think you must not be. Fear yeah. Or but I'm going to say it because I'm not scared. Yeah. True. But I think that it's like there's like two sides to it because like using the name Tom also has this connotation of like, I know you as a child and a student. So like, it's kind of like talking down to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. He it's belittling it. Yeah. yeah, To Voldemort, it's belittling and Dumbledore knows that, which is why he's doing it. Harry too. Yes. That is definitely why Harry does it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I yeah, need to get that well, out he wants, to, no, he wants to tear him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to make him feel small. Like, you're Tom to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Dumbledore, or Voldemort, oh my god. We will forever <laughs> get Dumbledore <laughs> and Voldemort mixed up. <laughs> Voldemort tries to turn the conversation on... Dumble and says, I'm surprised you have remained here so long. I've always wondered why a wizard such as yourself never wished to leave school. But Dumble does not fall for it. And he just goes, well, a wizard such as myself, there can be nothing more. Well, to a wizard such as myself, there can be nothing more important than passing on ancient skills, helping hone young minds. If I remember correctly, you once saw the attraction of teaching, too. This is when we learn that Dumbledore was offered the position of minister, what Tom believes is twice. Dumbledore then corrects him and actually says it's three times he's been offered it. And also that the ministry constantly is asking him for advice. 
Um, but Dumbledore says that that career doesn't attract him, and he believes that him and Voldemort are one and the same in that sense. Um, but Dumbledore lets the silence linger after this because he wants Voldemort to talk next. And I'm apologizing in advance that this is a lot of just conversation reading, but this conversation is really important. So hear me Go out. For it. Don't you apologize. I know. Uh, so this is Voldemort talking. He said, I have returned later, perhaps, than Professor Dippet expected, but I have returned nevertheless to request again what he once told me I was too young to have. I've come to you to ask that you permit me to return to this castle to teach. I think you must know that I have seen and done much since I left this place. I could show and tell your students things they can gain from no other wizard. No, thanks. Go pass. Now, in my opinion, this move was a recruitment move. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He, oh, wanted, yeah. he wanted to recruit. Trigger warning. The following conversation includes discussions on Nazis and the Hitler Youth. To skip this conversation, move forward one minute, 20 seconds. He wanted to recruit young it, people. Um... Reminds me of the um, child Nazis. I need to put like a trigger warning in there for that. Um, yeah. But it reminds me of literally children being yeah. in the SS. Well, and if you think about it, I mean that I think that he thinks that this is a good opportunity for him and the Death Eaters because they were formed at Hogwarts. So he's like, well, clearly we had these ideas at that age. So if I can get in there and teach, I can hone these kids' minds to fit my agenda even more. Um, And I mean, he probably could have recruited so many people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Young, shapeable minds, man. I mean, yeah. and think about how many, how many kids would he get rid of? Like, would he try and subtly do that or even get rid of their families or, like, be conspicuous? Mm. Um, because, you know, obviously opening up the Chamber of Secrets and whatnot when he was there. Yeah. Well, you know. <sighs> um, so then Dumbledore responds. He says, yes, I certainly do know that you have seen and done much since leaving us. Yes, and he's saying this quietly, I think, because thinking about this is probably really upsetting. Rumors of your doings have reached your old school, Tom. I should be sorry to believe half of them. Uh, and at this point, Voldemort is, again, still just like expressionless. He is remaining impassive, like not phased by anything that Dumbledore is saying to him. Um, and Voldemort says, greatness inspires envy. Envy. Right? Did you say Dumbledore? No, Voldemort. Oh, okay. I, I, what's happening? <laughs> uh, this always happens. <laughs> Vold- I was like, Dumbledore doesn't say that. <laughs> Maybe I did. Oh, my God. I did say Dumbledore. Oh, okay. Did you? Uh, oh, Voldemort. Voldemort <laughs> says, greatness inspires envy. Envy engenders spite. Spite spawns lies. You must know this, Dumbledore. And then Dumbledore says, you call it greatness, what you have been doing, do you? And he says this delicately. 
And Voldemort says, certainly. And his eyes seemed to burn red. I have experimented. I have pushed the boundaries of magic further, perhaps, than they have ever been pushed. Um, that was when I was going to get into the little timeline convo. So, like, again, just thinking about everything that he everything that he's thinking in his head that he has pushed. Um, and has caused him to feel this confident in himself feel so sure that he deserves this teaching post to quote hone great minds um his just like cockiness is it just knows no bounds it knows no bounds um so anyway Dumbledore corrects Tom quietly here and says of some kinds of magic of some of others you remain forgive me woefully ignorant oh snap and again this still does not phase him does not phase him he smiles but it's like an evil smile and it is described as being more threatening than a look of rage and he says Voldemort the old argument but nothing I've seen in the world has supported your famous pronouncements that love is more powerful than my kind of magic Dumbledore And then Dumbledore just tells him perhaps he's looking in the wrong places. And Voldemort responds, well, then what better place to start my fresh researches than here at Hogwarts? Will you let me return? Will you let me share my knowledge with your students? I place myself and my talents at your disposal. I am yours to command. Okay. In what freaking world does he actually think Dumbledore would let him return and teach? Like legitimately, I don't. He, at this point in the conversation, it is blatantly obvious how Dumbledore feels about you, sir. Well, okay. So to go off of that, um, I don't really think he expected to get the job. I think that his one goal was to hide the diadem. I think yeah. I, I think it was a, uh, uh, an excuse to get in. Um, and if he got it, cool, but he was never really intending to get it. Okay. That makes sense. And it's a great excuse to put a curse on a school and Mm. just F up Dumbledore's life. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense because he has all of these Death Eater buddies waiting for him. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. why would they have just like come to Hogsmeade and waited? So anyway, I will keep going because I will get to that. So it says, okay. uh, oh, Dumbledore questions what will become of those he commands, what will happen to the Death Eaters. And Voldemort was actually caught off guard by this because he hadn't expected Dumbledore to know this information. I think the name, the Death Eaters, I don't think he expected Dumbledore to know that. Hey, this is Megan from Swish and Flick. I wanted to tell you all about Book of the Month. I love the curated list of books that is available every month. It makes it so easy to find something for you. Book of the Month focuses on new and upcoming authors. It's really helped me to venture beyond my regular genres. I am so excited at the start of every month to see what Book of the Month has picked. And what's better than getting a cute blue box in the mail with a book in it? I was so excited to see this month The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren was a pick. You guys know how much I love their writing. 
I've already started it, and it's everything you could expect from a Christina Lauren novel. Book of the Month is offering a great intro offer for the month of May. You get your first book for $5 with the code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, and shipping is always free. Head on over to bookofthemonth.com and use code PETALS. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Um, and he just said, my friends will carry on without me, I am sure. And Dumbledore bites back with, he's glad to hear that Voldemort considers them friends. He was under the impression that they were servants of some sort, basically. They just like serve Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Voldemort says, you are mistaken. And Dumbledore says, then if I were to go to the hog's head tonight... <laughs> I would not find a group of them. Not Rosier, Mulciber, Dolohov. Dolohov, you suck. Right. Awaiting your return. (laughs) And out of left field. (laughs) You killed Lupin. You suck. (laughs) Um, Devoted friends indeed to travel this far with you on a snowy night. Merely to wish you luck as you attempted to secure a teaching post. Um, Yeah, that's not normal behavior. Right. And I do think that he was also caught off guard by him knowing that, which we know he knows because of Aberforth, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. Why are you Um, taking my revelations? I'm sorry. But then just to like touch on Tom Riddle's gang, this is basically the same group that he had with him at school, I believe. Let me see. Well, definitely not Mulciber and Brozier. Dalahov is not mentioned in his original gang. And we're also missing Lestrange and Avery. Mm. They may have they might have come later, but three of those people were like part of the original group, the precursor to the Death Eaters, which we know as what is it called? The Knights of Walpurgis or whatever. Mm. Yes. So they're the OG DEs. <laughs> the OG what? DEs. OG DEs. What's that? The mean? original Death Eaters. 
Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so those are like the, the ones who attended Hogwarts. They were the gang of Slytherins. They, you know, Death Eaters. Love it. Deceased Hate Snackers. It. Deceased Snackers. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Before I start my section, I got major guilt now because I started this saying... I oh. love when he calls him Tom. Oh, I love the, I yeah. love the petty it's stuff, a, but I that now that we're talking about it, I can't get out of my head. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. It's so crazy because literally, our entire lives we've thought of it as one way, but now that we know her thought process, we are seeing it differently. And I think that honestly, that is part of the awesome thing of doing this podcast yeah. is that like we are rereading these as adults and we're catching these things true and the fact that we're talking about it with a platform that people are going to hear that's important and true. i'm glad that we have this platform to point this out and be like this is not okay yeah. Yeah. so it's okay that we came to that revelation live on an episode like you're correct what's important is that we came to it I copied yeah. something so I wouldn't lose it from the chat before I move on. Aubrey brought up a good point. Um, but Voldemort also chose his name because he hates being named after his father, not just because it sounds more fearsome. So, yeah, again, true. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just not OK. The only thing that, like, I'll say that differentiates, in my opinion, this is the fact that he hates that name due to a basis of hatred of muggles which is not okay so it's all based basically in racism which yeah. is absolutely completely different than someone becoming their true selves right um that's a tangled web it is Indeed. quite the tangled web however it is still an example of dead naming and that is not okay so we can end it there don't dead name people Right. I have a, something. What? I just said, and keep, we can keep going. Yeah. This has not that, that this is a different conversation, but Vinny brought up something that I just wanted to bring to bring to light. Just to ask you what you guys thought in the chat. He said, Voldemort wanting to control the wizarding world as a whole never made sense to me. And it does not fit well to his character. Him being obsessed with immortality is a more interesting and more central to his character. So for me, his goals were purely to make more horcruxes and find more objects related to Hogwarts, like the sword. I don't think Voldemort cares or wants followers. He just uses them as tools. Um, yeah. I th but I also do think that, like... There is strength in numbers. Yeah. I, I do think I do agree that his whole immortality obsession is, like, that's really integral to him. Um but I do, for some reason, he felt like he needed to, like, rid the world of mudbloods, so. Well, and I think that's why in seven, hey. um, you don't see him sitting as Minister of Magic. And I think Correct. Arthur or Lupin is the person that says essentially he is the Minister of Magic, but he doesn't need to go and do that himself, nor do mm -hmm. I think he would want to. Right. He wants to cultivate a world in which there are no uh, mudbloods or squibs and they 
have rule over muggles, probably a ruthless kind of rule over muggles. Um, but does is that that's for lesser people to do than him? He's sitting at the top, but yep. that's not yeah. what he's yeah. up to. He he um, relies on his Death Eater minions to take care of that business for him because he probably thinks that that is also beneath him. And what he's up to is obviously on his immortality mission, as well as probably, you know, experimenting with unknown areas of magic still. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. (laughs) Okay. So Meg left off with Dumbledore pointing out that he knows his little buddies are hanging out at the Hogshead. Um, And... It's noted that it's obvious that Dumbledore knowing these details about like who Voldemort is traveling with, um, all the ins and outs, like it's not a very welcome idea to Voldemort, but he recovers from that quickly and he just says, you are omniscient as ever, Dumbledore. And then Dumbledore says, oh no, merely friendly with the local barman. And that's when I was like, whoa, Aberforth, when I read this the first time, like, you don't even think oh, yeah, about that. Oh, not make that connection. <laughs> like, at all. Oh. He says it so casually, it just sounds like, I mean, Dumbledore would be friendly with the local barman, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh my god, revelation. Um, so Dumbledore sets down his empty glass. Whoa, how fast are you drinking that wine? Slow down, Dumble. <laughs> Slow down. I mean, the cabinet is full of bottles. True. <laughs> And he suggests to Voldemort that they speak openly. He says, why have you come here tonight surrounded by henchmen to request a job we both know you do not want? Um, Voldemort is described as looking coldly surprised. And he says, on the contrary, like, I want this job very much. And Dumbledore corrects him and says, you want to come back to Hogwarts, but you don't want to teach any more now than you did when you were 18. And he says, what is it you're after, Tom? Why not try an open request for once? Voldemort sneered. If you do not want to give me a job, of course I don't, said Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think for a moment you expected me to. Nevertheless, you came here, you asked, you must have had a purpose. And Voldemort stands up and is like, your final word? Final answer? And Dumbledore's like, yep. (laughs) You did not win a million dollars. Sorry. Deal or no deal? (laughs) No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh my god. (laughs) Speaking of, did you hear that the Wheel of Fortune has a new board? It's updated with NASA technology. Wow. Where did you find that out? The internet. The internet highway. The internet highway. Literally though, like... It's like with lasers or something. I don't know, but Vanna she she doesn't have, she doesn't have to touch it anymore. She doesn't oh, no. spin What's it like job? back in the day. She still has to bring the letters up, but I don't know. She I, it's some kind of freaky technology. Go look it up. When uh, did this happen? Is this recent? Because I watch Wheel every night. <laughs> look, Jenny's like, why is Katie such a grandma? <laughs> <laughs> I love Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> She's just your typical like? grandma. A Werther's while we watch the wheel. How about a Necco Weeper? <laughs> Anybody want some tea? That's literally oh, hold on, let me move my cat off my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my 
my blanket there knitted <laughs> oh boy you know whatever I um, love you I love you guys too so mm. Voldemort's like yeah that's my final word and Voldemort says then we have nothing more to say to each other no nothing said Dumbledore and a great sadness filled his face the time is long gone when I could frighten you with a burning wardrobe and force you to make repayment for your crimes but I wish I could Tom I wish I could so Harry has this moment where he like wants to shout this warning, which is totally pointless because nobody in a memory can hear you. But he's sure that he sees Voldemort's hand twitch toward his pocket to grab his wand. But the moment passes and he turns away and he leaves. So then obviously that's the end of the memory. So Dumbledore and Harry go back to pretty much the same spot because they're in Dumbledore's office and that's where this happened. That had to be kind of a weird sensation. Yeah, a little trippy. (laughs) Hmm, All Hmm. the wine is gone. Right. But why is the wine gone? Um, And Harry's like, why did he want to come back? Like, did you ever find out why? And Dumbledore says, I have ideas, but no more than that. Such a Dumbledore answer. And Harry tries to get it out of him, and Dumbledore says, I'll share it with you when you get that memory from Slughorn. Quote, when you have that last piece of the jigsaw, everything will, I hope, be clear to the both of us. Of course, Harry is just burning with curiosity, because that's Harry Potter, and that's what happens. Burning, burning, burning. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. A ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he asks one more thing, though. Dumbledore's like, he gets up he's opening the door to like tell harry get out here because he wants to go to bed him out right and harry's like well wait was it the defense against the dark arts job that he was after again he didn't mention it this time and dumbledore says oh he definitely wanted the defense against the dark arts job the aftermath of our little meeting proved that you see we have never been able to keep a defense against the dark arts teacher for longer than a year since i refused the post to lord voldemort that was like such a bomb drop when we read it the first time. Like, oh, yeah. there's a curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. And that's the end of the chapter. That's the end of our three-parter. Um, uh, see, that was a great last line of the chapter, you know? I know. It's I like feel you read like, that and you're like, oh. Right? I feel like the last couple chapters I've used... Like, like the that. last paragraph as the end of my thing because like it's just been so significant. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Harry though. Like he's gotta be so Dumbledore doesn't tell him anything. <laughs> Harry's just already like curious <laughs> by nature. He so... tells him more in the books than he does in movies. Yeah. True. <sighs> Are we ready for some lightning boat questions? Yes. Oh my god. Everyone's saying <laughs> In the chat, uh, kid said the squid said Dumbled loves his secrets, and Puff Puff, Puff, mm. Puff Jess said it's why his hair is so big, hair full of mm. secrets, beard full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's a whole movie about it? <laughs> um, okay, the first question comes from Marguerite. Do you think that his travels in his travels? I'm assuming that this is Voldemort. Um, do you think in his travels he had a case similar to Newt where he could potentially hide away and gather things to grow in his dark magic knowledge? 
Did Voldemort have like a newt case? Maybe. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. If he did, what would it be? Because it couldn't be like cute, like a suitcase, like newt. It'd be like a black briefcase. (laughs) No, a snake skin case. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think it's a (laughs) crossbody. You know? I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Voldemort things. with a purse. Like I can't imagine him having things. I know, either. isn't it weird? Or like literally, or brushing yeah. his teeth, bathing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't see this happening. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's Voldemort. Weird. Like he doesn't human because he's like not human, right? So you can't just... do simple things like brush your teeth. <sighs> We know he doesn't clip his nails. <laughs> <laughs> he's sounding like Bellatrix when he says that wizards should mate. No, no. <laughs> he says that wizards should mate with muggles. And she goes, <laughs> But Tiffany, that was fantastic. Are you dying at yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that TikTok where someone took that ha 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 that he does? Mixed it into a keyboard so it had all different keys and played the Harry Potter themes. Yes! <laughs> no, why didn't you share that with me? <laughs> I think Brandon shared it with us. It made my milk come down. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's funny (laughs) (laughs) it's just the most ridiculous laugh I love it it is Kim asks welcome back to normal back to normal (laughs) what do you think Voldemort said to Helena to make her give him the location of the diadem sup girl you hot I know how you feel. I'm lonely yeah. too. Blah, Related blah, blah. to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's yeah. that kind of a persuasive charmer, you know that he can like, I feel like he can just find someone's weakness or like knows how to read them and then he just uses it against them. For sure. For sure. Uh, the next question is from Janine. If you could curse a teaching position, what would you have happen? Hmm. What would I have happen to the teaching position? Mm-hmm. I would make them get mm-hmm. so much money. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just saying. They I would want it to be like something fun, where like once a year in that classroom, like skittles sort- fall from the sky. <gasps> yeah. Skittles. I was gonna say like firework display, but Skittles is better. Every Pride Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds great. Taste the rainbow, baby. For the entire month of June, it just rains Skittles. It's still raining in my office. Next question <laughs> is from Kendra. Voldemort gets turned down for defense against the dark arts. What's his second choice position in Hogwarts? Funny answers only. <laughs> Second choice, funny answers. 
whatever <laughs> Filch's position is. Can you see him teaching flying? <laughs> I actually thought about saying flying. Oh, and care of magical creatures. Can oh, you see yeah. him like telling students how to feed a flobber worm? Oh my or, god. Or about how like uh the baby unicorns only really yes. prefer females. Yeah. He doesn't no, he would never do any of that. If he did flying, he'd be like, get brooms, I can do it without one. Watch this. <laughs> like, you're all amateurs. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh yeah, that's why we're in school. Miscare of magical creatures, Kim. That hurts my soul. Um, Vinny says creatures, but it's only different breeds of snakes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Mike P said that too. That's uh, hilarious. Speaking of Mike P, we also have a question from him. Who okay. do you think becomes the first uncursed Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher after Book Seven? Well, I wish it would have been Harry. Yeah, Mag, your face. I'm just saying it that should have been is what Harry should have done. I agree. <sighs> it should have been. Didn't you feel your calling during the DA, Mr. Potter? Like, legitimately. But no, we're going to make the hero go become a wizard cop. Sounds great. Not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he would want to be done with. I agree. You know? Yeah. Always being on edge. I've been fighting the dark arts since I was one years old. I'm not doing it anymore. For real. I'm retired from that. I'm retiring and I'm becoming a teacher. No. I think he would have been absolutely lovely. That was a missed plot. For sure. Let's see. Who would take that pose-ish? I want to see Luna teaching it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, teaching wait teaching what again defense defense oh the first non-cursed teacher to what teach about it. neville i'd love that neville but he loves her herbology herbs. i know but i just think about how ba he is slicing off nagini's head that's all Katie he teaches Bell. all year it's just Bell. the tale of cutting Katie off the Bell. snake's head yeah Katie Bell. yeah katie bell would be good because she experienced some nasty stuff firsthand yeah Professor Bell. That's cute. I just love Neville. Neville. Did anybody get bingo? I have a question. I, so. I may have an uh, answer. I probably Should don't we have, have bingo go after <clears throat> we plug our stuff? Because sometimes a lot of the stuff that we talk about in that mm. part could be talked about that. I think that we should move it. Sure. I mean, okay. we do house cup differently now too. Yeah, I'm gonna and make actually, an it would executive work with that anyway, decision so. that we are changing this. Okay, do it and change it in this doc because I'm just gonna copy and paste it to make the next one. <laughs> Sorry, Mia. <laughs> I just closed all my windows. <laughs> well, wait, what? <laughs> Mia just closed all of her windows after I said that. Oh. Okay, fan story. Okay. Fan story. This one comes from Jesse, January 2019. Here we go. 
Oh, right off the bat, we get an apology. You know I'm going to scold you. <laughs> Sorry this is a bit long. As I was looking back into my Potter experience, I've been overwhelmingly flooded with wonderful memories of Harry Potter. Well, that was nice, but don't apologize. My family got into Harry Potter altogether around the time Chamber of Secrets came out, the book. I was in second grade and my family started reading it together. We would all sit in the living room while my mom would read it out loud to us. I remember my brothers, now 31 and 33, jumping off the couch, fists in the air, cheering when Gryffindor won the house cup back in book one. <laughs> we continued reading all the books together. My dad was the bishop of our congregation at the time, and the phone was always ringing for him in the evenings. We would leave the phone in the house and all go out in the backyard on a blanket and just read for hours together. To be honest, Harry Potter is what brought me together with my brother and led to a wonderful friendship. When the movie Goblet of Fire was coming out to theaters, my brother wanted to read the book in preparation. He wasn't a very fast reader, so I said we would read that we should read them together with me reading out loud to him. We spent the next few months just the two of us reading constantly. When the movie came out, we skipped out on school that day to go wait in line at the movie theater to get the best seats for the midnight showing. Pause, this is Katie talking. Back in the day when you had to go there early and wait for seats yeah. instead of now, the most wonderful invention, you can pick your seats ahead of time. I love that. I mm. literally, like, how many hours would we? So many. Yeah. We would bring cards. Yeah. We would bring. I had this like little, I had those like little mini board games that were like magnetic. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'd bring yeah, those. yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I had a check with I remember those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, back to Jesse. We waited 12 hours on a hard theater hall floor. 12 hours. Woo, that's dedication. 12? 12. <laughs> Thank oh, you. that hurts my butt. <laughs> By that time, we were reading Order of the Phoenix. I was reading out loud. Scott, age 17, pretended to be asleep because he didn't want people seeing his 14-year-old sister reading to him. After about an hour of me reading, he no longer had to pretend to sleep because by then I had a very interested audience. Everyone surrounding us was listening by that point and they all gasped at the correct parts and interjected their opinion about the story throughout me reading. So many wonderful family memories have been built around Potter. I remember us all walking in late, red-eyed to my cousin Chase's wedding reception because we were all huddled in the car finishing up Half-Blood Prince. By the end of the series, my mom and I would switch off reading out loud to the family. I remember I was reading the part in book seven when Harry is walking down to the forest after seeing Snape's memories. He's surrounded by his parents, Lupin and Sirius. My heart literally couldn't take it and I burst into tears. I looked up to see both of my parents' tear-streaked faces. How wonderful it was to experience these emotions with the support of my family around me. As an adult, I am just as much of a crazed fan. I am an elementary school teacher and all my students Woo! are aware of my obsession. <laughs> when they want to impress me, they pull out a Harry they pull out Harry Potter quotes and references. The soundtracks are playing in my classroom about 80% of the time. When I got married, my husband didn't really stand a chance and now loves the series as much as I do. Our kids will grow up as I did, reading the books out loud as a family. I am a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a black and white cat. And my wand is made of elder with a phoenix tail feather core Ooh, unyielding. My uh, Ilvermorny house is Thunderbird. Being a huge nerd with brown, bushy, curly hair, I always identified with Hermione. And yes, I am also an insufferable know-it-all. I discovered your po podcast after the birth of my second child in November, and I've been binge listening to it ever since. In just a month and a half, I'm halfway through Prisoner. I love you girls, and as I listen, Jeez. I feel like you are all my best friends. 
Keep it up, ladies, and know that Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. Don't let the Mongols get you down. Jesse. Jesse. That your story was relatable. Your 12-hour yeah. sitting. <laughs> Love Got it. me in the feels. <laughs> I wish that my parents would have listened to me read the books out loud to them for hours on end. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. That That's so cool. I love that you're a teacher too. Because teachers rock. Sorry about the yawn. (laughs) That was a really good feel a real feel-good story. So thank you, Jesse. Give me a joke. Okay. Why can't centaurs dance? I don't know, Kate. Why? They have two left feet. I was going to say that, and then I was like, but do they? (laughs) (laughs) That was dumb. Well, we blame you. (laughs) This is dumber. How do you measure a basilisk? In meters, because they don't have feet. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Wait, can you say that that one? How what? do you measure a basilisk? <laughs> a basilisk, okay. In meters, because they don't have feet. Oh, God. Cat food. Oh, my God. Listen. Listen. Listen, you weren't paying attention. End of story. Listen. I admitted it. I know. She's like, oh, jeez. Well, you said ooey gooey and you said meaty bits, so I thought of cat food. I love, love you, babe. that for us. I still think it does kind of make sense if you really want to look at it. If you stretch it super friggin' thin. Oh my gosh. Follow myself and Katie (laughs) on Instagram and TikTok if you'd like to. We're at the Peaches family. If you want to follow Tiff, you can also (laughs) see her on Instagram and TikTok at TiffSwish underscore flick. She posts all kinds of super cute stuff, guys. Go follow her if you don't already. Ooh, Tiffany, she posts the cutest stuff. Ooh, I do post some cute oh stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> do you want me to talk about me? Yeah, go for it. Ooh, okay. Tiffany. Oh, my name's Tiffany. So, I'm going to make this a shortened version about my life. For those of you who know me and for those of you who don't personally, I am an Aries fire sign and stubborn as heck. (laughs) Meaning, postpartum Tiffany was like, hmm, you have whatever, DR, diastasis recti. They say, don't lift heavy. Well, what's heavy really? And um, (laughs) you need to work on this, blah, blah, blah. Like, cool. I'll do it and I'll modify workouts. Well, Tiffany, that doesn't work. And you should probably listen to people who are experts in the field and not your stubborn self. So, I (laughs) have been doing Peloton workouts, which I now have to pause, which is fine. I'll still pay for it um, because I will be starting it as soon as I can. But I do stretches. Yes. So so you can still use it for that. No, that's true. I can. So, long story short, I still have bulging, and I'm not happy about it. 
And it's not a hernia because I had that check. This is getting real deep and sweaty into my personal life. <laughs> um, but I'm not healing it by what I'm doing. So I had to come to Jesus, talk with myself and the Lord last night. And we decided <laughs> that um, I would do something called ab rehab. And I've been following this woman who um, used to be a teacher. I don't know her handle anymore. Um, but put me on to this birth recovery center, birth recovery center. They have an app, um, and they have an ab rehab program and they, it's like a group of women of various, um, professionalisms around the area. And they say that I need to stop all other workouts except light cardio so like walking or like a light bike ride um and then doing this app rehab program and I was like okay I'm just gonna go all in and so last night I did my assessments at like 10 o'clock at night and I did all their entrance videos it's like all these videos that you go through and I started phase one today and I have about a finger it's measured like with the width of your finger a finger to like a quarter like a finger and a quarter separation um it sucks I'm not gonna lie I hate it and it makes me angry that this is happening but it is and I can either complain about it and hate it or I can do something about it and they have a lot of success with women closing their gaps and so I went all in and it was tough and you don't realize how much your core is used in everyday things as well as your pelvic floor and that your abs wrap around you like a corset if you didn't know I didn't know that uh-huh called like transverse abdominis mm. and so i'm working on that so if you are someone who has dr and you want to do something about it and you don't want to just sit there and look at yourself and be like why do i still look like i'm a little bit pregnant um you know it's literally what you need to do to to close it i'm I'm happy that I'm doing something about it, but it, it's still frustrating that I wasted my own time. But I really enjoy it. So birth recovery center. And honestly, the chick who does it, she seems like totally BA. I love it. Bob's awesome. aprons. Bob's apron woman. It was hard though. Like it was really hard. And I was like, oh dang. But some the woman who I got the idea from made a really good point she goes she goes showers are few and far between because obviously you have like a newborn hanging around she goes i love that i work on this like i work really hard but i don't get really sweaty she goes just in case i can't like fit a shower into that time and i'm like girl i feel you on this i hate sweating i like dialed back my day I was like okay let's get to the bare bones of all of this and just what do I know about getting back to where I want to be and feeling strong I know 
the things that I need that I want to eat because like I have I'm not going to eat lettuce and be done with it like I've got all these great foods I'm also enjoying my fun foods um I'm trying to get out of toxic diet culture which is a healing process for anybody who grew up through the 90s um and I'm just I don't know. I feel like it's it's going to be good. And today was a great day one. I'm good. proud of you, Tiff, because I know that I know how much you love lifting. And I know it's like a self-care for you and you it, it is. It just makes you feel good and you love it. And I totally understand that. So I'm super proud of you Thank for you. being like, I need to focus on this. I want to focus on that. But to get mm-hmm. to that, I need to focus on this. That's not easy. Yeah. You got this. Working hard freaking hard thank you know. Katie. that means a lot but let me tell you if you like oatmeal and you like nutella may i suggest to you plain oatmeal scoop of nutella mm. freshly cut strawberries mix mm. that stuff up delicious mm. i also good. add chia seeds because that gives you protein in there i've been I like eating chia. it literally every day for breakfast it's so good that sounds good. Tiff, you so won't good. like this, but I like putting banana in my oatmeal. Or if you have plain oatmeal, if you just put a little bit of brown sugar and mix it in. Mm-hmm. So good. Also, brown sugar and banana is delicious. I do love brown sugar. Brown sugar is so good. Right, I like done. the chia. I like that. Wait. No, I talked about that last time. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> chia. I did. You did. I, did. I know. We just recorded like two days ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. What have I been up to? I'm done, yeah. <laughs> um, I still haven't counted how many books I got <laughs> on a trip. Um, but I am still reading By the Book, which is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I'm enjoying that. I really want to read Kingdom of Ash, but I'm also scared. Do to it, read Kingdom of frick? Ash. Finish it. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't care if you're scared. Okay. <laughs> Live in the fear. It's gonna be sad. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Are you? Yeah, probably. Are you I've gonna been cry? Emotional. Are you gonna cry? <laughs> Let me tell you, we're on season ten of Grey's Anatomy. I think well, I cry I every try episode. To make you cry every week. Legit. I literally think I cry every episode. That season finales, dude. The season finales of Grey's freaking suck. They're so emotional. They I hate so it. Emotional. Yeah, I don't watch that show because I don't like to feel sad. I'm enjoying it. I miss I miss some characters and I'm also getting anxious about losing characters because I know some people leave the show and I'm just like, am I going to like it when you're gone? But I'm trying not to think about it. Um, so, yeah, that's basically all I have going on. I swear every time I get attached to a character, they die. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. You know oh yeah. Get real attached to Meredith. She doesn't go anywhere. 
I mean, <laughs> it is called Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> she just tries to die many times. Legit. That girl has more, like, life and death encounters than I've ever seen in my entire life. Maybe she's a cat and she has nine lives. Well, she's already or how like seven <laughs> at this point. We're how many how many seasons season are there? We seven. are officially more than halfway through. Oh, I know what else we can talk about. We're visiting home next weekend. We are. It's kind of super last minute. Mm-hmm. It like is, but isn't, but is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um, laid down? Um, what am I doing? visiting home next weekend i am running my first half marathon yeah you are i oh, need really? to yeah i need to a whole idea and why i'm signing up for this and why it like felt like it was all landing in the place for dopey which is that crazy freaking thing i'm doing mm. um you don't have to oh wait no you do have to i think i don't know you submit a tiger proof of time based off of a previous race that you've done so that they know where to place you within a corral. Basically so that people who are like real serious runners can go in corral one. Because they're obviously going to go faster. So then they don't have as many people that they need. You know, like it just it staggers you based basically on your running skill kind of. Um, whatever. So the cutoff is the 25th. And, like, to find a race, it has to be, like, a qualifying race. So, like, it's only certain ones. It's not like you can just go to a local 10K or something like that and, like, have it count. It has to be, like, a registered race. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to find one. I'll have to use an old time, which is not the end of the world. But then this one popped up, and it's literally the day before. And it's a qualifying race. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. That's so I awesome. have to get a good time because the better time I have, the better placement I'll get. And then I'll have less anxiety about the dreaded balloon ladies sweeping my butt up into a bus and not getting my challenge medal because I would cry. <laughs> 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 I don't want For that to happen. Who don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. They're probably like, Okay, real quick, balloon ladies are in the they're the very last people to cross the start line. And as they cross, they walk or run a 16 minute mile from the time that the very last people go. So you have to at least keep up a 16 minute mile from the very last in order to not get swept. So like some people like you you struggle and then you don't make it and you get swept which is like that happens it's okay mm-hmm. but i don't want it to happen to me <laughs> they literally will sweep you away with brooms with a broom yeah like they take like those curling brooms and <laughs> scoot you off the side of the road and then someone comes and picks you up oh gosh so that's the plan Hilarious. i got i have to just do my best get a good time hopefully <sighs> You know, and I'll get a free shirt, so that's cool. You want me to do anything? Promise me a Mm -hmm. shirt, yeah. Yeah, and then the metal makes it even juicier, but... Tell me I I can have a free shirt. I'm in. (laughs) And it's not free, because you you pay for the race, but whatever. That's true. You pay for your own things. (laughs) It feels free. As long as it feels free. Yep. We did get a bingo. Yes. I saw Amy. because we Wait. moved it. Oh, who got a bingo? 
Ravenclaw, Amy, Lou, Mary, Sue, got Bingo, and no, <laughs> I'm going to guess that Ravenclaw is still in the lead. Listen, Sasa retired, yep. so they're holding down the fort. <laughs> right? For real. Ravenclaw has 700... <laughs> 790, Hufflepuff That's 500, ridiculous. Slytherin, Slytherin 485, then Gryffindor. Gryffindor 340. Yep. This will forever be my favorite thing. <laughs> Whatever. Good job, Ravenclaw. <laughs> you go caca. <gasps> Wait, it's Thursday. It is. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> my dad made me sign him up for amazon prime so that he could watch a game and let me tell you guys it was a journey journey is a really good way to describe it (laughs) i told him at the end of it i was like okay well thanks for giving me your credit card number i'm gonna go buy myself something as a prize for putting up with this for an hour you called it a consolation He's like, can I get a consolation? He said, go ahead. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm still thinking about what I want. (laughs) It's got to be a toy. (laughs) (laughs) Just go to Target and just like frolic through the toy aisle and see what you can come up with. You're like, ooh, Legos. Legos. (laughs) (laughs) No, get get the Hogwarts like dollhouse. You get Katie can play dolls. There's a dollhouse. What? Yeah, it's. You live under a rock. Alana has a bunch of them, right? This is Patrick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a boulder. It's a rock. It's a rock. A beautiful, beautiful rock. (laughs) Pioneers is the run. These babies for miles. (laughs) (laughs) I made a TikTok. I know. I saw that. Very good. I was so proud of it. It's a rock. It's a rock. What is this uh, for? It's in there. Wheels and Werthers. Wheels and Werthers. <laughs> What's the wheels refer to? Wheel of Fortune. Ah. <laughs> ah. Okay. Ah. For, it's the wheel yes. of fortune. Thank you, Emily Marisu. You're on fire tonight. Total fire. That girl is on fire. All right, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Jump in my voice! Somebody! <laughs> 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 You do it so good! <laughs> you do. That and Filch, those are your two callings in life. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh, he's stuck on a cord! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Is he okay? He, like, literally was pulling my laptop off. <laughs> oh my god. He went and, like, well, he, like, never lays under there anymore, and he got all cozy and made a nest for a while, and then he was like, I'm out! And then got his leg twisted up. Poor buddy. Not his leg, but the cord. Bye, Swishers. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.